Hello, my name is Nyquia and welcome to the Scriptures, Stories, and Strategies podcast, a Christian business podcast that brings together the wisdom of the Bible and the world of business. Join us each week as we explore a different scripture or story from the Bible and unpack its relevance for modern business strategies. Our show is designed to inspire and empower Christian entrepreneurs and business leaders to integrate their faith into their daily work. We believe that the Bible is not just a spiritual guide, but a practical tool for success in the business world. Each episode features a deep dive into a specific scripture or story, along with expert insights and practical takeaways for implementing its teachings in your business. Whether you're just starting out in the business world or are a seasoned entrepreneur, you'll find valuable insights and strategies to help you succeed in your work within our podcast episodes. So tune into Scripture Stories and Strategies to discover the power of the Bible as a business tool and learn how to apply its wisdom in your daily work. Enjoy this episode. Hello loves and welcome back to the Scripture Stories and Strategies podcast. If you're new and skip past that introduction, you probably have no clue who I am. Well, I'm Nekvia and I'm not only your sister in Christ, but I'm also your host. And I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur with a few businesses under my belt. And the purpose of this podcast is to help Christian entrepreneurs like you infuse more of their faith in God's words within their marketing and business strategies. And so I do this by taking scriptures and stories from the Bible and then transforming them into applicable business strategies so that Jesus is always within your business plans or business trials or business successes and basically just as your number one business partner. And then my ultimate goal for this podcast is to help you learn how to also use the Bible as your number one business or finance tool as well. So today we are actually continuing the uh wisdom the women of wisdom bible series but first i want to say i hope you're doing well i've been you guys probably look at the last day i you know published my last podcast episode but you know i've been putting this podcast on the back burner and not treating it as a priority lately because of personal things in my life going on but i also realized that me not producing new episodes you know may be affecting you like sometimes i have to be like now kia is not all about you Plus, honestly, I actually enjoy the time I do get to take and truly study for each of these episodes because I I take time to actually study what I'm teaching, of course, like studying the scripture, making sure I'm understanding context, historical context and things like that. Um, So I actually enjoy and I like to present you with these opportunities to help include God within your business and within Uh, his word and so I've been going through a spiritual battle recently with certain areas of my life and I I did let that affect my work that I felt called to do for the Lord and you know I actually should take my own advice on one of my most recent episodes um the one on spiritual warfare but um and I need to take that and put it into daily practice so if you haven't listened to that episode yet it's a really good episode I think it's like two episodes back from this one uh, where I talk about spiritual warfare as a Christian entrepreneur but anyways enough of my spiritual drama uh once again i truly hope you're doing well and i pray you're spending time with jesus every day and including him within your business decisions i've honestly been lacking in that as well recently 
uh, but really started to really incorporate Jesus back into my business tasks. So, you know, don't feel bad if you ever fall off, you know, just pray to God and ask for his guidance, his strength, courage, and just repent for any sins you may have committed. Like I know for me, I have been lazy. It's like, the, I have been a sloth and not that sin has had really has taken a hold of me these last couple of months. And it's a sin that affects the works of my hand and moving the kingdom forward. So yes. <laughs> Anyways, let's get started with today's episode. So like I mentioned earlier, this is a continuation of the Woman of Wisdom series where I'll be taking a woman of the Bible, sharing her story and how we can use her story within our business. And if you haven't listened to the first episode of this series, I highly recommend you pause this episode and dive into that one first. Um, because the first episode of the series talks about Lydia and how her story can help us with practicing business hospitality. And now today's woman of the wisdom series does not actually have a name, but her story is still powerful and powerful enough to be included within scripture, right? So today we're talking about the faith of the Canaanite, Canaanite, Canaan, is a Canaanite, 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 I believe it's how it's pronounced the faith of the Canaanite woman and the relation of entrepreneurship characteristics all successful entrepreneurs should have or do have. Now, this story can be found in Matthew 15 verses 21 through 28. And her story is also found in Mark 7 verses 24 through 30 because there's two accounts, um, one by Matthew, one by Mark. And now these two accounts do differ a bit in information and they were written towards different audiences as well. So Matthew's account was written for a Jewish audience and Mark's was written for a Gentile audience. And so today we're just going to reference the account from Matthew with a little bit of information from Mark. And so as always, I like to start each business lesson with a relevant scripture to help guide us into today's lesson, as well as use it, you know, or for you to use it as a takeaway reference when thinking about today's episode. So today's scripture comes from Matthew 7 verse 7 through 11 which says um ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and it will be opened to you for everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks it will be opened or which one of you if his son asks him for bread will give him a stone or if he asks for a fish will give him a serpent if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And so this scripture matches perfectly with today's lesson because it represents the story of the faith of the Canaanite woman, as well as how it relates to successful entrepreneurship traits, which we'll talk about today. So if you're still lost and how that relates, you'll, you'll understand in a few, I promise. All right. So now let's give some historical context to this passage before I read it to you and break it down. So if you weren't aware, the Canaanites hated the Jews and were in turn hated by them. So Jews referred to the Canaanites as dogs and the Canaanites were people who lived about three to 4,000 years ago off the, co- off the coast sorry, of the Mediterranean and their cities were spread across an area which now is known as like Jordan, Lebanon, Palestine, Syria, um in Israel so you know why did they hate each other 
Well, in the book of Genesis, God promises Abraham that his descendants will live in the promised land, a land born with milk and honey. And so Abraham never saw this promise come into fruition, as we know, and neither did Moses. It was Joshua who led the Israelites from the promise into the promised land of Canaan. Now, of course, there were, of course, people already living there, right? And these people were called the Canaanites. Now, the Canaanites are famous as the bad guys, right, of the book of Joshua. And God orders the Hebrews to destroy the Canaanites along with several other groups as well. And so the Canaanites, I'm, I'm, that doesn't even sound like a real word at this point anymore because they keep saying it, but um, the Canaan, Canaanites were thoroughly like pagan. Um, they were corrupt people and their presence in the land was actually a strong threat to the purity of Israel's religion and morality. So, uh, so there's a long history of spiritual and military conflict between the Israelites and the Canaanites. Canaanites. Uh, for example, like David and his royal successors managed to control them. Solomon even did business with them when she was building his temple. Uh, but over the years, the Canaanites were defeated and most of them fled the land. Now, the bulk of those who fled actually settled in North Africa and Carthage, and they actually met their doom in about 146 BC, which basically essentially ended the curse, I guess you could say, quote unquote curse on Canaan and any threat from the Canaanites. Now, clearly, the Canaanites didn't 100% die out, right? Because they did come to be known by other names. There were still people of various ethnic groups, um, ethnic origins, I should say, living in the area of today's Lebanon and Syria. Uh, and they would be called Canaanites, like, similar to our term Americans, right? And so Jesus met one of them here, the Canaanite woman, in the story that we're going to break down today. So, in the beginning of this story, first of all, um, I always say this in every episode, I do read from the ESV version. And if you are in the position to actually read along with me and take your notes, please do. However, of course, if you driving girl or doing stuff, you ain't supposed to be like doing while reading. Um, of course, just make sure I would love if you take the time to actually read the scripture later on or pause this episode and read scripture when you can. That way you kind of have a better understanding of what it's about to be said. So, um, in the beginning of this story, we see Jesus and the disciples leave Jewish territory, right? And walk through Gentile territory. Now in Israel, Jesus was trying to convince people he was the Messiah and was being challenged to prove it with a sign. But here in the Gentile territory, he met a woman who was convinced he was the Messiah and he could not discourage her efforts. Now, his apparent attempt to put her off was like basically a test and her great faith must have been gratifying to the savior, um, as we'll see in a few. But it's also clear to assume that the Jews thought themselves better, right? They thought themselves better or more rewarding of Jesus than anybody else because um, they're, they're the original, right? <laughs> so let's go ahead and read the passage in its entirety. And then I'm going to break down and apply the story of the faith of the Canaanite woman to the characteristics of a successful entrepreneur. Okay, so from Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 to 28, I believe, yeah, 28, it reads, 
And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Okay, so there are, I broke this down into five lessons. So there's five lessons we can learn from the Canaanite woman that reflects the traits of a successful entrepreneur. Um, and those traits are also what the Canaanite woman possessed were one, um, their opportunities. She was an opportunist, oppor she was an opportunist, <laughs> like willing to take risks. Two, humble. Three, persistent or perseverance. Or emotionally intelligent, and five, trusting. So now let's break the scripture down and explain the importance of these traits as it relates to being a successful entrepreneur who honors God within their business. So now in verse 22, it says, And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, my daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. So Actually, wait, before I break verse 22 down, if you read the account of this story in Mark, it says that Jesus entered a, entered a house and did not want anyone to know it. He wanted to rest. But the Canaanite woman saw them before he made it to the house and she was in a desperate situation and took the opportunity to walk. Uh, I'm sorry, see, she took the opportunity to talk to who she believed was the Messiah. You know, she recognized him for who he was. And so... With that being said, the first characteristic, the first, I cannot speak today. I'm so sorry, guys. Let me, let me take a sip of my water. One second. Okay, that should help. Okay, so the first characteristic of a successful entrepreneur is someone who is an opportunist and isn't afraid to take calculated risks. Like, I'm sorry. It's impossible for someone to want to run their own business one day but it's afraid to take opportunities or is afraid to take risks. It's literally the def it's literally in the definition of being an entrepreneur. Um, the Bible says in Ephesians um, 5 verses 15 through 17, um, it says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And then in Galatians 6.10, it says, So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. And then in Isaiah 55.6, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. So, the Canaanite woman, given who she is and given the situation, took all these verses into action without even knowing it will be in the New Testament one day, right? So we can learn from her within our entrepreneurship journey. 
I'm not saying to say yes to every opportunity that comes your way, but be wise and seek God first while he can still be found, right? While he can still be called upon, while he's still near. And think of some of the opportunities that came in your way recently and thank God, take the time to thank God for those blessings. You know, these opportunities were probably answered prayers or divine timing of what God wants to do in your life. So take the time to thank him. Now, okay, let's go back to verse 22 again. So the first thing we see after the Canaanite woman saw the opportunity, you know, and, and, and like after she took her one chance, the first thing she did was cry. Crying shows a sign of humility. I know some of us hate to cry. We hate to be shown as quote unquote weak, but it honestly really isn't. But in this context, um, it's a sign of humility. She could have had a different demeanor, right? Is she... But no, she let her emotions lower her pride, especially since she was approaching a group that was known to be her enemies. So when you put yourself in a humble state or position, you're essentially saying, I can't do this on my own. Or you're saying, you know, there are things that are above me that I have no power to control. You know, basically you're relinquishing your human ability to something that has divine power over everything. I want to refer to James 4.10, where it says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up, which he actually ended up doing for the Canaanite woman. Um, in Second Chronicles 7.14, it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So the fact that this Canaanite at the time was not considered one of God's people during that time before, you know, uh, you know, Gentiles were accepted as well. One of God's people shows the humility in her spirit. It shows her faith in someone who was undeserving. So humbleness and entrepreneurship can look different for everyone. Um, but I like this quote by Rick Warren that says, true humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less write that down that's 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 the quote for today right so being humble about your work you always leave room for improvement because you have to understand that you don't know it all and there are people out there that have stronger skills than you so doing it all by yourself without seeking help honestly is foolish um and it's not a sign of humbleness so take this to heart the next time you say oh no i can do it by myself i don't need no help like i i can get it done quicker because humility shows you to build and to lead an effective business which is aware of the reality of changes right and as an entrepreneur you need to have the humility to take on any responsibility as your organization starts to grow as it starts to scale um, and that can be from doing tedious administration tasks to emailing customers personally. Like it's proven that most startups fail due to a lack of self-awareness and over-optimism on their ability to solve their challenges. So your humility also ensures that if you do have a team, it also ensures that your team respects you uh, because humble leaders, they focus on strengths, right, of their team members, which results in building a successful business right honestly if you look at every successful business it's because of the team behind that business so the more uh of the more a leader acknowledges the strengths of their team members the chances of building a successful organization are higher even though 
like even though you become an established op- entrepreneur you should not forget that there uh you should not forget that you need to be a true leader as well and within that humility plays a major role in it um and this would just help you in building a team you know that knows how to stick together in crisis and in celebrations uh and a few more things about humbleness you know humbleness comes with selflessness and once you accept the equality between your team and yourself, it helps in creating a healthy learning environment in your business. There's so many, this is a side note, but there's so many times I've seen, let's say, an owner of a business, like really just think they were better than their teammates. Like, oh, I own this business, so I'm better than you type of mentality. And it shows. And I can't tell you how much that affects the business overall. So just don't be that person. <laughs> You know, when you're building a team, every team member is aligned with your vision of the company or should be aligned with the vision of your company and um, are more often than not equally passionate about it. That's so important when finding teammates. So you need to be humble towards accepting the team as an important part of successful delivery of any product you sell or any service that you provide. Now, let's break down the next part in verse 22. So the Canaanite woman asks for mercy and recognizes Jesus for who he is. And she is also intervening for someone on her behalf. Uh, Now, this part is just as crucial in general, even though I don't mention it as an entrepreneurial trait, but just think of it as an honorable mention. Because this woman expresses acknowledgement, understands truth from fiction, and loves others. So these are all the characteristics that a Christian in general should possess. You know, we as Christians acknowledge Jesus for who he is, truth, and the way. You know, God in human form. So we should love others because it was Jesus' last commandment before he left earth. In Matthew 22, 37 through 39, it says, And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So let's head into the rest of the scripture. So now let's look at verses 23 to 28. We're going to cover that next big section uh, because almost all the rest of the entrepreneurship traits represented by the Canaanite woman uh, is in the bulk of that section. So it reads once again, But he did not answer her a word, and his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. All right, so the first thing she felt, was um rejection can you like really put yourself in her shoes can you imagine her hurt you know could you also imagine how hurt that uh how hurt that can fuel persistence or perseverance and that's the next character trait of an entrepreneur and all that i want to talk about but before i do you know diving into the other verses we also see that not only was she rejected by authority she was also rejected by other people or let's say society, um, that thought themselves better than her. And so in entrepreneurship, there will always be rejection. There will always be discouragement and disapproval. It's inevitable. And if anybody tells you that it's not, then they're lying. (laughs) 
But the most important thing is to not let that stop you from reaching your goals or don't let it stop you and remember why you started your business in the first place. Because being rejected by an authoritative figure you look up to um, is an eco killer or being disapproved by a society can feel lonely and it can feel discouraging within your entrepreneurship journey. But we must never give up or give up on our dreams and because of their decisions, right? This is where perseverance kicks in. Because if we keep reading, Jesus finally answers her, but it wasn't the answer she was looking for. So she pleads again saying, Lord, help me. A second time she is denied and Jesus says it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. So first I'm going to say when the Jews, I think I mentioned this earlier, but when the Jews called the Gentile dogs, they, they um, meant the worst kind of, no, I didn't mention this earlier. I think I just said that that's what they usually refer to Gentiles as, but just to break down what dogs actually mean to them. Um, when the Jews called the Gentiles dogs, they meant the worst kind of street dogs. Uh, which rummaged through garbage you know they meant the starving and the sickly dogs plus dogs were actually considered unclean to them but the term Jesus used referred to a domestic pet dog although the Jews meant this title as an insult Jesus offered you know Jesus kind of softened his address to her but at the same time Jesus was also testing her faith now this response could have shattered her right it could have made her give up, walk away. It could have destroyed her spirit, her faith. And then her daughter would reap the consequences. That's why she's here in the first place, right? So uh, truth, me, wait, uh, love is something. Um, no, wait, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, let's see. I hate this, guys. I lost my train of thought. I haven't had my coffee today, so that's probably why. Uh, let's just go back to her response. So basically this response could have shattered her and it could have made her give up and walk away. Uh, but it was love that kept her going. It was determination. It was perseverance and truth that kept her asking for help. So let's talk about perseverance because it's a crucial trait as entrepreneurs. Everybody starts from zero and the ones that are successful never gave up. So we can assume they never gave up. So regardless of how many no's they heard, they didn't give up. So the love of something drove their perseverance. Truth, meaning they believed in their product or service to help others, kept them going. Determination and the solution for their product or service and how it can really change lives keeps successful entrepreneurs going. So don't give up. <laughs> Remember why you started. A no isn't a never. And the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 15, 17, but you take courage. Do not let your hands be weak for your work shall be rewarded. Psalms 27, 14 says, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Romans 12, 12 says, rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. And then Proverbs 4, 25 through 26 says, let your eyes look directly forward and gaze be straight before you. I'm sorry, and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. And then I also want to add Psalm 107, 9, which says, for he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. So all those talk about perseverance and uh, determination. So now let's finish up the scripture. 
Because in verse 27, the Canaanite woman responds to Jesus' denial, saying, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. First of all, wow. <laughs> like, back in that day, that was a comeback. You know, that was a powerful and not just powerful, but it was quick-witted. Um, and this comeback alone shows how emotional, emotionally intelligent she was which is another characteristic of a, a successful entrepreneur. So she had maturity about her emotions. She could have received, like when she heard those words, she could have received those words as an insult and stormed away, but she did it. She recognized Jesus's tone of voice. His, she probably looked at her, his facial expression and she knew exactly what he was trying to accomplish. Now, this verse alludes to the extension of blessings promised to people like her, the Gentiles, people like us. So through Abraham, which was saying that she is aware of her rights, basically, with that saying. And all those gods, although God's plan was to bring salvation first to his chosen Israel and then to Gentiles, he responds to all who, you know, who call on him in true faith. And this action from the Canaanite woman allowed Jesus's healing ministry to operate. So emotional intelligence, let's talk about it real quick. It accounts for, I think I, I read, a, I did some digging because I wanted some statistics to share with you, but emotional intelligence accounts for nearly 90% of what sets high performers apart. 90%. So emotional intelligence is uh, defined as the ability to understand and manage your own emotions as well as recognize and influence the emotions of those around you. So it's actually broken down into four uh, competencies or core competencies, which is one is self-awareness, two, self-management, three, social awareness, and four, relationship management, which if you look at the action of the Canaanite woman, she shows all four of these core comp um, competencies. You know, she was self-aware of what she needed and her purpose and her mission. She managed herself with good conduct, conduct. She was aware of the social norms and what kind of people she was around. And she knew the importance of relationships as she recognized who Jesus was. And so as an entrepreneur, think to yourself, are you self-aware? Are you good with managing yourself? Are you socially aware of what's going on around you? Are you good with building relationships built on humbleness and truth, you know, because this all plays a role in the success of your business and satisfaction for your end users. Now, let's end it off with the last verse when Jesus responds, Oh woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. If you learn nothing else from this story of the Canaanite woman, learn this lesson. Never stop praying. Never stop seeking God. Never give up. God pays attention to prayers that don't stop coming. Never stop seeking God because she believed in his power to say the word and the miracle will be done. Um, and we see that a lot of times throughout the Bible, just like, you know, the woman who had the problem with blood, same thing with her, you know. Um, but the Canaanite woman, she believed and she did not stop asking when it seemed like Jesus was trying to insult her, she moved him even closer and knelt before him. And Jesus honored her persistent prayer of faith. So is there something you're tired of praying about when it comes to your business? You know, I cannot promise that your breakthrough is near, but I can promise that if you keep praying, God will answer when the time is right. 
also, let me just say, just know that when you pray, God hears you. God hears you and he hears your prayers and he already answers them for you immediately. So you may just not see the answer right away, but it's immediately done on his end within his will for you. So just how Jesus healed the daughter immediately after recognizing the faith of the Canaanite women, he will immediately answer your prayers if you believe while you seek him. Remember, God has no boundaries. He's not tethered to this world. He's not tethered to time. You know, uh, also notice the daughter wasn't even with the woman and he healed her from far away. So just always keep that in mind when you're praying to God, you want to make sure that you actually believe in what you're praying for and know that God already answered your prayers right then and there. It may not be the answer you were looking for. It's going to be a better option and it's not going to probably happen right away, but it already happened in the future, you know? So you just have to believe that God always has his best for you. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. And I pray you walked away with new knowledge today of how you can use the word and Jesus within your business this year with uh, this story in general. But as always, let me leave you off in prayer. If you do, if you are in the situation or position right now to bow your head and pray, please do. Okay, Holy Father, thank you for being with us at all times. You promised you would be with us always, even until the end of age. For that, we give you praise. Lord, right now, I pray for the person listening on the other end who may be surrounded by difficulties within their business. Lord, I fear this person may want to give up. Lord, please fill this person with the Holy Spirit and give to them the perseverance to keep going. Your word says that those who persevere and remain steadfast under trial and love, you will receive the crown of life. Right now, that wonderful promise seems far away unreachable almost impossible for some of us and we need your help to help keep us going lord please have mercy on your servant and give them the strength to keep going in jesus name i pray amen thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and i will see you guys or i'll talk to you guys in the next episode please don't forget to comment rate subscribe this podcast um it just really helps me understand what episodes really mean the most to you guys so I can focus more on topics like that um so if you really enjoyed this episode or you feel like another Christian entrepreneur is missing out on this podcast in their life share it with them rate this podcast episode it just helps me reach more people it'll be distributed to more people who are searching for Christian entrepreneurship podcast and once again I thank you guys so much and I will speak to you guys soon bye Do you feel that? That heat? That fuel? Girl, that's that faith fuel. And I pray you use the fuel and lessons learned today in this episode and apply them to your personal life and business journey. Feel free to screenshot this episode and share a business lesson you learned and will now be incorporating in your business. Don't forget to tag me, okay, at The Marketing Profit so I'm notified and we can talk more about how you're going to apply those lessons to your business strategy in the DMs. It would also mean so much to me to reach all the faith-based entrepreneurs who want to infuse God within their business journey. But in order to do that, I need your help to get the word out. I would love if you'd comment, 
rate and subscribe to this podcast in order to help me reach those girls and share these biblical business strategies let them know what they're missing okay don't tell them i can turn water into wine but let them know i can turn scriptures and stories into applicable and action-packed business strategies thank you so much faith field friend and i will talk to you in my next episode have a blessed day